1: The Bengals rallied on Sunday, but it wasn't enough in a 30-27 to 27 loss to the Texans. Instant reactions to the loss, what it means, plus thoughts on Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, a leaky defense, and much, much more.
0: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hi again, everyone, and welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, and be sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow wherever you get your podcasts. And today's show brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. As I mentioned, I'm James Rapine. No Jake Lisco today, which probably wise by Jake because there's a, a lot of. A lot of negative to go around. I'm not sure many people had this game as a loss, even though the Texans were certainly a a surprising team through eight games at 4-4 and entering Sunday. The fact that Houston pulls off the win, 30-27, to there's a ton to dive into. In my first reaction, plain and simple, they were outplayed. The, The Bengals were outplayed on Sunday, and for a variety of reasons. I know Jake, one of the things he wanted to hit on was trench play. And that certainly stood out. I think a sense of urgency early on stood out. Uh, not, not that th- they weren't motivated to win this game, but especially on defense, it felt like outside of forcing turnovers, they forced a three and out to start the game, and then outside of turnovers, they were not stopping this Texans offense. And and I, I think that's where it starts. To me, the biggest takeaway: C.J. Stroud had too much time, and Noah Brown is still open right now, had 172 yards receiving today. That that cannot happen in a game like this where you know coming in that they want to pass the ball, that they want to throw the ball all over the field. And you know what else can't happen? You can't have a guy in Devin Singletary, who we talked about this offseason, by the way, but you can't have him run for 150 yards. And, and that's what happened. Th- this Bengals defense – was so leaky. Devin Singletary averaged five yards a carry. C.J. Stroud averaged over nine yards per pass attempt, and his long was only 34 yards. You know what that means? It was chunk after chunk after chunk after chunk play. And despite all of that, despite the fact that this Bengals team was down by 10 with three-plus minutes to go, they're so resilient, despite the fact that their quarterback threw two interceptions in the fourth quarter, they're so resilient that they looked up Cam Taylor-Britt makes the interception, and just like that, boom, the defense steps up, puts the offense in position to get within three. They do that on Joe Mixon's one-yard touchdown, and then they get the three and out that you needed, and it looked like this Bengals team was going to snatch a victory away and steal one from Houston. And and that's where we should go is the late-game stretch where it looks like the defense after – an entire afternoon of getting beat steps up and makes plays. The offense comes alive at the right time. And they had shown flashes of it in the second half. And there's plenty to discuss there, but the offense comes alive. Joe Burrow is in a rhythm and he finds Tyler Boyd and they get down there in the red zone. And it feels like this Bengals team is going to score. Well, what happens on the very next play after Tyler Boyd, 64 yard catch intercept or not an interception, excuse me. That was the, the drive before, a sack. So it sent you behind, behind the chains a bit. Then you have the quarterback draw that didn't work, and it was one of the multiple plays that were called in the huddle. Didn't work. And so you're third and goal thirteen on the 13-yard line, and Burrow delivers one of his best, best throws of the day. And one of your better players, a guy that had stepped up and, and played well overall, Tyler Boyd had eight receptions for 117 yards, including that 64-yard catch on that drive. He had a drop earlier in the game that was felt like it was going to get the drive going and did not. The Bengals settled for a field goal on that drive. They ultimately did get going, but Boyd was playing well up to that point outside of the drop. And it was a great throw by Burrow. Boyd in the end zone, can't make the catch. The the game didn't come down to just that because I'm not sure the defense gets a stop. That's the thing. Outplayed. When I say outplayed, I mean outplayed. In 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 every every area that that's not to say that they didn't do some good things on offense that they didn't do some good things on defense because they did I just mentioned a Cam Taylor Britt interception the Bengals offense started strong again and scored on their opening drive Jamar Chase had a nice day even though he didn't look like his normal self Tyler Boyd outside of two drops was really good today but the two drops and obviously the one at the end was a killer and. It's twofold because I've been watching Bengals football for many, 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 many years. The 09 team, the 2009 team, they were known as the cardiac cats and how they just, they find a way in the fourth quarter. And you know why part of that, why they always had to find a way in the fourth quarter because they were so damn flawed and they didn't play the way they needed to in the first three quarters that they always had to find a way to come back. And they did that, but that isn't sustainable. And that's the takeaway today is this idea that you can give up a bunch of yards all the time on defense and then force the turnover or get the stop, not sustainable. On offense, you can't have these laws where you punt on five straight possessions, not sustainable. That is the takeaway from today. You do that against good teams, you're going to get beat. Even if it's a young and and up-and-coming team like the Texans, you're going to get beat. Maybe not every time, but enough of the time. And the Bengals, they know – how tight this is! How how they're now back in in AFC Northwise in last place in the division. They know how important every game is. I don't think they they viewed this and they were looking ahead to the Ravens. I don't think that. I think they came out were ready to play, but they got outplayed, and their flaws were exposed, twofold. And man, let's uh, let's continue and like I said, Jake out today, but trench wise, it was very clear early on that this offense wasn't going to be able to operate the way they had hoped to. And uh, at at times, at least, and that Joe was going to have to use his legs. And that's when they started to get some momentum on offense. He would roll out off script the the pass to Jamar chase deep downfield for a 64 yard touchdown has completely off script. He's rolling to his left, flips around, flips his hips and, and launches that ball. It was a heck of a throw. It was a heck of a play. And those were the moments. There were so many moments like that. But last week and in, in, in on our last show, I talked about this. I know I talked about it on Cincinnati Bengals talk as well. Getting off to a fast start doesn't mean just the offense. On defense, you don't want to let this young upstart Texans team feel some confidence on the road. And they did early on. There's no doubt about it. They did early on the the Bengals were able to get out of it on their first two drives they forced a three and out but then the Houston Texans moved the ball right down the field on their second drive and they had the fumble and if if it wasn't for that fumble the Texans might have scored on that fourth down or or on that drive after potentially converting that fourth down that they went for scored on their next possession then they had the fumble then back-to-back field goals and a touchdown and then a punt and then another touchdown it was just Every single time you thought that, oh, well, maybe the Bengals defense, they'll figure it out. Oh, you'll figure it out. They always figure it out. They didn't figure it out. Let's keep things rolling. Let's uh, continue this conversation. I want to touch on the offense. I want to touch on the defense. There is a lot to digest. And uh, we will do all of that as we roll on right here coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is the app that you should use if you're looking for last-minute seats or you just want the convenience of looking at a place or looking at uh, your seats ahead of time. That's what's great about Game Time. You can see your seats before you buy them. You know exactly what to expect you arrive you get all in prices to show your total up front so there's no hidden fees with game time they are going to show you exactly what you're getting for what you're going to get it for You can buy tickets in seconds with just a couple of taps and game time guarantees means game time's guarantee means you're always going to get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off again, code locked on NFL for $20 off the game time app, download it today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's show is also brought to you by Schultz jewelers and I love Schultz Jewelers. You've heard us talk about Schultz Jewelers for quite, quite some time. They are celebrating 70 years of making the Queen City sparkle. And right now, you need to mark your calendars because the anniversary party, it's next weekend. Yes, 50% off the entire store the weekend before Thanksgiving. And you can save even more money because you go to Schultz Strollers and you say, Hey, I listen to Locked On Bengals. Mention Locked On, and you're going to get an additional $10 off your purchase throughout the sale. The holidays are coming. Don't wait. Get there now. They do custom pieces. They have so much for you, so many different designs that they could go with. They have lab-grown diamonds on site so you can get quality without sacrificing your wallet. They're big Bengals fans as well, Matt and his team. So make sure you check out Schultz Jewelers. 50% off everything in the store is the perfect time to spoil yourself or your loved ones. Again, don't miss out November 16th to the 18th at Schultz Jewelers, their new showroom. You have to check it out. And mention Locked On to get $10 off at the anniversary sale. We know the Bengals strive for perfection. Schultz Jewelers does too because when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz Jewelers. Okay, let's dive into this offense a bit more, the, the lulls on offense. I, I think it's tough. It's tough for a few reasons. One, they certainly couldn't operate early on the way they wanted to. Joe realized he had to go off script some. But overall, I, I thought he played well. And, and the problem was, offensively, they were not getting the ball downfield. And scheme-wise, it, just, it was not working. Whatever it was, they were not able to get the ball downfield. And then a lot of the off-the-script stuff, that's what worked. When they were down 20-7, to seven, he runs up the gut for 17 yards, and that gets them going. And they ultimately got a field goal on that drive. Next possession, he finds Jamar Chase for the 64-yard touchdown. And, and the problem is we talked about complementary football, and I know the coaching staff has done that. Obviously, the, the players have done that over this four-game winning streak. The Bengals played complimentary football on Sunday. It was the exact opposite of what you want to do, though. The offense complemented the defense by five, having strip five straight punts and a really, really long lull there from the first quarter to the third quarter with no points. Meanwhile, the defense complemented the offense by giving up big plays and chunk plays all game long, literally all game long. And when, when you have both of those, it is really, really hard. The margin for error shrinks to nothing, even if you're the better team even if you're you're favored and you're at home and the crowd really wants to get into it and you have this all-world quarterback who's playing pretty well, even with all those things, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're getting chunk plays on their side and their confidence is growing. And that's the part of it when you give up five yards, five plus yards per carry, and a a quarterback like C.J. Stroud has time. And then Joe Burrow's really having to manipulate the pocket to find time. And, and when he does, it, it works some, but his best weapon was limited some. There's no doubt. Jamar Chase only six targets. There's no way Jamar would have only had six targets today had he not been hampered, bothered, whatever you want to say, by that back injury. And yet I I look at this offense, and I'm like, man, they, they should have had they, – they need another answer. They need another answer, and I'm not sure what it is. I don't know how they do it. I know there are a lot of people on Twitter during the game saying run game. I actually don't think it was that. They didn't run the ball well. The final numbers look okay. Over four yards a carry for Mixon. Uh, over Joe Burrow averaged four yards a carry as well, actually. Uh, a lot of that was on big runs. Burrow ran for 17 of his 20 yards on one run. Mixon ran for 15 of his 46 yards on one run. They they, they struggled run game-wise for the most part and couldn't get it going. And then you, you look at – this passing game, and it worked, but it was a lot of horizontal stuff and not vertical stuff early on and, and for most of the first half. And you could say, well, that's a timing thing with Burrow and uh, I, the pressure he was under. I, I don't know exactly what it was. All I know was it seemed to open up some after Burrow was able to hit chase downfield and, and push it downfield. And that's that's got to be a key is finding finding big plays. In, in, in doing that. And they had two 64-yard plays, which almost almost help hide, helped hide the fact that they had those laws, and they almost were able to win. And yet you can't put yourself in that position because now there was no margin for error on defense and the defense was just, they were gassed. There was no way. I, I knew when it was, uh, there was a, a buck 30 left in this game and Houston's getting it with it tied, that's the exact opposite of what you wanted to do. And, and they didn't really face many key situations during that drive, they were just able to move the ball up and down the field. So, th- there's a lot of concerns. Th- there's a lot of concerns. Uh, I'll get to injuries coming up in just a second, but I, I just think that this team we know we know that they, they have their flaws, and they were exposed some today. There, there's no denying it, pass rush wise. They weren't really getting after C.J. Stroud the way you'd want to in uh, the way you'd want to get after a rookie quarterback. He was sacked once, and it was the the strip sack is the one I could think of. But there were so many times he would drop back, and he's just there. He's hanging out, hanging out. Oh, there's Noah Brown. Oh, oh, there's Tank Dell. And in the other part of this, there were, especially during the stretch from like midway through the second quarter through midway through the third quarter, there were a lot of third down conversions that were just insane. I think they converted a third and 19 on the drive before the half. It was third and long, and it was to Dalton Schultz. And I'm like, are you serious? Like that's one where you get off the field and it's at worst seven seven to seven at halftime, and you can kind of reevaluate where you were. And it, it wasn't just that. So that happened. And then after halftime, they go get another field goal. And then after that, you, you have the the touchdown, and they score ten quick points out of the half, thirteen or twenty straight, but thirteen straight after it was seven seven, and you feel like the game is getting away from you a bit, and and that's where this game, everyone's going to look at Tyler Boyd, and that's fair, but the law from the defense and the offense, where the offense goes five straight possessions with punts, including their first possession of the second half, and then the Texans. Score, touchdown, fumble, but they get out of it and they don't give up any points. Field goal, field goal, touchdown. That's it. That's the game. Now there's more to it. C.J. Stroud answered after Jamar scores and it felt like the Bengals grabbed some momentum. And by the way, how easy was that touchdown drive? Six six plays, 75 yards, six plays. It's just, you clearly miss Sam Hubbard today. Trey Hendrickson nicked up. And and I mentioned injuries. Uh, let's just get to it right now. That would be a devastating loss if he has to miss any time. Walked off under his own power. Was limping. Was limping a bit in the locker room. So we will see. But man, that's uh th- that's a, a tough go of it. And to have that happen on top of everything else, on top of losing, the Bengals are in a, a really really tough situation. They're fourth in the division now, five and four. There's two six and three teams, the Browns who beat the Ravens and the Steelers who won again. And then the Ravens are seven and three. And this Bengals team, they had an opportunity uh, to get to seven and, or to get to six and three and win their fifth straight, and they didn't do it. And I said this in my postgame stand up for Cincinnati Bengals talk like this, this probably is one of those you look back on that could cost you. And it's a game you should have won. Nothing against the Texans. But when you look at it, I think they should have won it. And I'll share more on, on what I heard from Joe Burrow after the game, what I heard vibes locker room wise uh, after the game as well. Because I think a loss like this, that's certainly a factor. That's certainly something you want to look to. So we will do that coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sp- sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So maybe you think the Bengals are going to handle business on Thursday night football against the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe you think that they are going to bounce back and do it. All right, well, go to FanDuel right now and throw $5 on them. And guess what? You get $150 in bonus bets if that Moneyline bet Hits. They have spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more that's going to make every game feel that much bigger, that much better with FanDuel. And all you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. That's F-A-N-D-L.com, FanDuel.com slash locked on today to kick off America's number one sportsbook. Your partnership with them. We love FanDuel. You're going to enjoy it. Check them out today. And again, Fandle.com slash Fandle, official partner of the NFL.
0: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: The Bengals are 5-4 and four for a third straight season, which is quite, quite interesting. The Bengals now, and, and that's the thing that's crazy, is when you start 1-3, and, and there's obvious reasons why they started 1-3, but they've just won four straight. You drop a game, it shouldn't matter that much, but it feels huge. And I know you feel it. I feel it. I think that the the players in the locker room feel it. It was a somber locker room. There wasn't much talking. Joe Burrow was sitting down, staring, and, and replaying the game in his head. And I think, and he's done that after big losses. I know he did that after Pittsburgh last year. But then in his post-game press conference, and he didn't elaborate. He did not want to elaborate when I asked him why. But he said this is one of the most frustrating losses of his his Bengals tenure. And, and uh, I think Ben Baby was the one who asked him, hey, is this one of the most frustrating losses you've had here? And he said, yeah, and said a couple other words. And I asked him why, and he didn't want to elaborate, which I get. He said, you saw the game, and uh, which I get. I understand that. I, I think, though, that's the part of this – that's going to be good and bad there's good and bad to it and the good is you have another game in 96 hours less than that well right as i record this it's 6:17 p.m eastern time so it's like 98 hours away so you have to flip it real quick the bad news is this game can cost you and and that's the part that really stinks this game we could be talking about it in a month we could talking about it in two months. We could talk about it when it comes to the division. We could be talking about it when it comes to wild card race, playoff standings, all of those things. Going on the road versus playing at home, it, it could impact. It could be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. It matters. And there was a point when I thought Joe Burrow was about to take this game over, and he hit Jamar Chase for the touchdown, and then C.J. Stroud did his thing, and, and they score. But I thought that the offense was about to go and and was about to continue, and then he overthrew Drew Sample. And and that's something else I want to bring up. As fun as it was to talk about the tight ends, and Tanner Hudson deserves a shout-out, he was really good on the first drive, it's still not a great group altogether. Like, you don't feel great about that tight end room and I'm not knocking any of those guys because I all think they belong and and have done what they've been asked. But when you have T Higgins out, you need guys to step up and it's not like tight end is a position of strength. That's that's how I would define it. It's not a position of strength. And so you want to lean on your strengths. Well, that strength you would say with T. Higgins out still wide receiver, Jamar Chase, was still a little nicked up, playing pretty well, I would say, considering the circumstances. Obviously I had the big play, but I had some other really big catches. And then Tyler Boyd, you can't have the drop. And he knows that. Didn't talk after the game, but he knows that. But that's that's what I come to think of is is everything that was going on through everybody's minds of of how the margin for error just wasn't there to begin with, and now it really isn't there. And then body language wise, like I said, it was really, really somber. Injury wise, we'll see on Trey Hendrickson. I think that this team, it's a quick switch, and you have to flip it and you have to get get on, move on to Baltimore, and find a way to get that game. because if you fall to five and five in this division, in this conference, with only one AFC win, it's going to be really, really hard to dig themselves out of that hole. So we'll see. All I know is is we're going to have you covered right here. Unlocked on Bengals. Uh, some other final thoughts. I'm just going to look at the box score and make sure I'm not missing anything about guys that I, I should give a shout-out to. Obviously, Cam Taylor-Britt deserves a huge shout-out. Played through, had a finger injury at one point, left the game briefly, came back, but he had nine tackles, an interception, a couple passes defense. But this defense, like I said, it just felt really leaky all game long. And And whatever that is, it has to be fixed and cleaned up because they're going to play better passing teams – than this houston team even though houston i was impressed with stroud i was impressed with a lot of these guys but still that's something that that needs to be cleaned up offensively we know what they are it, you know they're a pass first team the, the burrow interceptions the second one he was clearly forcing it the first one overshot drew sample a little bit i think that's a tough play to ask drew to make and i i also think that uh Burrow would like it back but had a guy bearing down on him uh it, the burrow's best throw of the day was probably the uh the one to Jamar or the one to Irwin, the one to Irwin was awesome. It, it was a great throw kind of gets lost in the shuffle there. Overall, this Bengals team, we know they're good. They they dug themselves into a hole. They almost got all the way out of it and, and now they're in it again. And, and the only way uh, to get through it and get out of it is, is to climb upward. And that starts on Thursday night in Baltimore. We're going to have you covered here on locked on Bengals throughout the week. Obviously uh, Jake was out today, just, uh, um Nothing's wrong It was more internet based And technology based I think we'll be good to go The rest of the week But for Jake Lisco, I'm James Erpene Thank you so much for listening And win, lose, draw Locked on Bengals Has you covered So subscribe on YouTube Follow wherever you get your podcast, And we don't ask this much Can you leave us a five star review Please leave us a five star review So uh, well more people Find our podcasts on those platforms Until next time Bengals, while they're 5-4 following the loss, we'll catch you on our Tuesday show. It'll be posted on Monday evening. Until then, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.